This Manage Smarter episode is brought to you by SalesFuel's Coach Feed, your AI-powered assistant sales coach. Improve your salespeople with automated regular coaching in just two minutes a day with CoachFeed. For more information, visit CoachFeed.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. This is the episode Lee you wanted for like two seasons, and oh, we've yeah. got the perfect person for it. And what is the topic? Well, the topic is social media. Why is it such a time suck? And how do I make it stop doing that? <laughs> stop making it a time suck and monetize the heck out of it. And this person, Raylan Logan. Hi, Raylan. Hello, hello. Is just the person to tell us how to do it. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong, the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel. And I'm also the author of that book or my shoulder for those on video called Sales Cred, How Buyers Qualify Sellers. And that's a one of the, the digital presence is, is the mm-hmm. f- first layer of the pyramid of the, of the hierarchy of sales credibility, which is what the internet says about you. So if you want to be seen as, you know, as, as a leader, particularly in the area of sales, a problem solver, whether we're also as, as a manager, then it's like you, you have to have a presence digitally and a good one at that, that actually promotes you as an expert, but that takes a lot of time. And so Maybe we can get more efficient doing it. Well, and, and, and as Raylan will explain in a second, I'm going to tell you guys all about her. You could have one tweet has taken out of your canceled. The, the, what is the, you, you have to be extremely careful too. And I would like to hear Raylan's opinion on what the biggest, most common mistakes are among leaders with their feed beyond talking sexual religion politics, which can get you in trouble and <laughs> any anyway. multitude of ways and venues. Yeah. That's right. Okay, everybody. Raylan Logan specializing in helping entrepreneurs and influencers turn their social media into scroll-stopping moneymakers. I love that. Without the time suck. Passionate about diversity and marketing, actively works to create change through her podcast, which is called, I love this title, Our Diverse Pineapple Tribe. So you got it's on Spotify and there's how many episodes up there now? We have two and a half. I'm going to call episode 0.5. Oh, no, there's more than that. I went there. So, okay. But it's a good show. (laughs) And you're also sitting on the American Marketing Association DIE subcommittee. If you really hope to have a money-making social media, increase the revenue and the engagement, no matter what you're selling, you're selling yourself. And, you know, social media is a form of sales. You know, sales is the umbrella, PR underneath it, social media. And connect with your entire community of hopefully future stakeholders as well as existing, she can help you. So Raylan, thank you for coming to the show. Let's get down to it. So my gosh, thanks for having me. Top ways to streamline what you're doing other than using a HubSpot and pushing everything out all in one click. Yeah. You know, I think it starts with what is your strategy? Like, I think that so many people are like, okay, I've got my phone and now I'm just going to sit here and spend 20 minutes making a picture and post it. And is this the right filter? And that's not the best way to go about it. That is the way that most of us go about it. And then it's like, well, what do I say? What do I do? Why do I do it? And there's nothing that really anchors it to what it is that you're selling. 
and, or you're just coming straight out the gate selling. And let's be honest. I think we can look at LinkedIn during the past year. Mm-hmm. None of us want just pushy sales messages. They're gross. They're <laughs> icky and they're uncomfortable for everybody involved. Well, and you, you, and you want to connect with me on the pretense that, mm-hmm. you know, you want to connect with me, have a conversation with me, be my friend, my, you know, or, or, or you know, my colleague or something like that. And boom, the first message I get from you right out of the gate, hard sell. It's like, that's when you get disconnected. <laughs> yeah, that's when you get deleted, blocked, yeah. all the things. And I always look at it like dating. Like if you, we were going to go on a blind date. I don't know who I'm going on a blind date here with, Audrey or Lee. We'll find out later. Either but, one, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but when you go to go do that, like if you get into the car, you meet them and the very first thing they do is just kiss you, you'd be like, what is happening here? You can't just go into it just like, making out with a stranger with no hello. Like it doesn't happen that way. There has to be lead up. There has to be dinner. So when you're going into social media, I think that's another thing. People are like, well, I posted about my book. I posted about my product. Why didn't anybody buy it? And it's like, well, have you built trust? And so I go about this a couple of ways. I am going to be the disruptor who says, I don't believe in funnels. I believe in wheels. And I teach people to make a wheel, which is, um, I think I start with M, which stands for money-making, but it only starts there because that's the number one goal that we have that we want, but that's not where we're starting for our clients. Then we're going to go into A, which stands for awareness. And that's where we're going to spend a bulk of our time is creating posts that just make us aware. That means tagging people who are in the same niche as you, um, tagging people who might be adjacent to you, creating just really utilizing your hashtag strategy in order to get more eyes on your post. The next thing is going to be K for killer leads. Those are going to be posts where you're directing them to the link that's in your bio, but the link that's in your bio has to be something that they want to trade off for. And it's not going to be your website. Like that's really cute. That doesn't do anything. I appreciate everybody's heart. They just might go to your website, poke around a little bit and leave. You really need to take them to a lead magnet that is going to help them with a problem or a pain point that they have. And you need to be very aware of what those problems and pain points are. So uh, if you are like me and you're a very, very busy mommy, mom guilt's a real issue. Mm -hmm. And so if I go to a page and it says, download my 10 tips to alleviate mom guilt, guess what I'm going to gladly hand over my email for? Those 10 tips. I don't even care if I've heard them before. I just want to know if you have something different. Yeah. So it's going to be very powerful. And then the E stands for engagement. And that's where you're getting people to start talking to you, start sharing their pain points, start giving you that information you need to create your next post. Because if they're willing to share with you, hey, I have an issue with spending so much time doing social media because I don't know how to design then I know I need to create another series of posts that are all about designing. And that then in turn allows me to create those posts about designing and then maybe put together like a mini course or just something that they can tangibly buy. That's an entry-level product and be like, Hey, you interacted with all these posts about designing. If you want to take it to the next level, here's a post. Um, You can get my two hour masterclass on how to design for social media that does not exist. Everybody super sorry. It might've sounded really cool in the moment. (laughs) So, um, as you take people through this wheel, eventually they're going to pull another person 
to come into that wheel with them. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, have you seen Raylan's posts? And another person, and that wheel's going to start turning a lot faster. Whereas when things go into a funnel, they go into a funnel and then there's the bottom of the funnel where they don't come back. So um, unless you put them in another funnel. So just thinking of it as a wheel allows you to continue to make those posts. Now, once you have this beautiful wheel, you have to be very, very strategic on how you plan your posts. And because we are on a podcast, it's really hard for me to demonstrate this. I usually pull out a whiteboard and I'm like, watch me make this bubble brainstorm chart. But what you're going to do is you're just going to really map out what are you talking about? What is your core business? Put it in the middle. Then you're going to um, come up with no more than seven subtopics. So if I'm talking about the pineapple tribe, I'm going to be like, I talk about social media. I talk about design. I talk about email marketing. I talk about my podcast and I'm going to have bubbles that come off of there. Then I'm going to look at each bubble individually and I'm going to have sub branches, all the different things I can talk about for social media. That includes clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. And then each of those sub bubbles start getting posts that fit into the make the wheel. And when you start doing that, then you can look at where are we taking them for a lead magnet and what are those products that follow that? It does not have to be different products for everything. One of your products can answer a lot of those questions. But when you sit down and you say, this is my strategy, after you've built that bubble brainstorm chart, you probably will have created content for about 40 different posts that you can put throughout the month. Mm -hmm. And you did it in like under 10 minutes. Now you just have to create them. I'm hanging up and I'm going to go do that right now. <laughs> exactly. That's for <laughs> I know sure. that description was excellent. Now your company, and it, by the way, everybody go to graydigitalmarketing.com, but it's MKTG. Uh, that's Raylan's company. Are there um, certain platforms and um, levers that are more effective than uh, others right now? For example, I just w- attended a webinar last week from Hootsuite and they were talking about Instagram stories and carousels seem to be um, a higher level of engagement right now? I would say, I would say stories, maybe I would say reels Mm -hmm. and carousels Mm -hmm. will get you more engagement Okay, because the platform is truly, honestly, they're like honed in on reels because it's the newest, shiniest object. Right. And when a social media platform comes out with a new shiny object, you want to jump on that train because the algorithm is pushing out that content first. And Let's be honest. People get sucked down a rabbit hole on TikTok and reels because they're so entertaining. But it's also when you're looking at it from a business standpoint, it's not about doing the coolest dances. It's a place where you can teach. And you can teach in a fun, effective way that gives somebody tangible advice in 15 seconds or less or 30 seconds. Um, TikTok, though, allows you to do it in 60. So I do most things at TikTok. But just being able to be like, here's my top three, like ways to alleviate mom guilt. Boom, boom, boom. Like what are common questions that my customers ask me? And just doing a quick reel where it's like the question pops up at the top and you just go, yes. And the question pops up at the top and you go, no, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to use crazy filters. You don't have to like make it so hard. You can just answer yes or no questions. You can just point and be like tip number one tip number two, tip number three, and just get it done. Because let's be honest, guys, done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think we work so hard to make sure our social media is 
perfect, but perfect is the lowest standard we can hold ourselves to. Sorry mm-hmm. to hurt all the perfectionist hearts out there. I used to be one. I'm recovering. And you look at that and social media has a 24-hour lifespan. Then it dies unless you know the ins and outs to creating evergreen content. What would you say to the people, though, that folk fixate on perfection because they're afraid of saying something the wrong way mm-hmm. and having it blow up and everything like that? <clears throat> people are afraid of getting canceled or you know, act, afraid of hurting their business or hurting their credibility. So they, you know, they, they're really careful. And in some cases, they don't even participate because of that. Well, um, a lot of times when you're that careful, it generally means you probably will make a mistake. And there's this one really awesome word that we all learned when we were little called sorry. And you Mm got to mean your apologies. Mm -hmm. But I think that you're giving advice. And yes, somebody's going to disagree with you. But the best marketing is is marketing that repels people who shouldn't be a part of your tribe. True. And it's okay that people aren't going to agree with you 100% of the time. And if you're quote unquote canceled, Unless you are like a horrible human being that honestly, we don't want to hear from anymore. And that usually puts you in the bucket of like me too movement canceled happy women's history month, everybody. It's not going to last that long. It might be really, really hard in the moment, but it won't last that long. I one time had to like defend myself for using the word tribe. It was the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened to me on social media. I was like drug through the mud. And then I was like, I had to stop. Think about it. First got really upset because I was like, "Um, hey, now I'm Native American. Like you're telling me I can't use a word that you're saying is indicative to the people that I am. And so sometimes you have to stop and be like, is what they're saying even realistic? Did I really make a mistake? Or And do I need to say sorry? And, or are they just being sensitive? Cause sometimes people are just being sensitive. You don't know what kind of day they had. So like, just dust it off. Okay. So let's say in addition to saying you're, you're sorry, you know, what else do you do? Let's say you make a misstep on, on social media, not fatal, right? So, but what do you do next? You still show up for the people who believe in you. I mean, again, people aren't going to agree with you every step of the way. But if you stop your being consistent, if you stop showing up for those who are like, okay, they messed up, big deal, you kind of have to just dust it off and be there for the people who believe in you. You still got to be you. Mm-hmm. And screwing up is part of what makes part of being you human. You. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And what I think we need to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, say we need it. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You go. People need to operate with more grace and forgiveness. Mm. I just feel like in looking at TikTok lately and then Twitter, we know there's a mob on Twitter that just runs from one person to the next, like with the pitchforks and the, you know, torches and like out of a Frankenstein movie, they just run around and, you know, and TikTok lately when I scroll looks kind of like a dumpster fire and obviously has a very youthful audience. And so you want to talk a little bit about matching your, your audience too with the platform, like I don't think TikTok is probably a good platform for. So it's not a good B two B platform. I don't think uh, business to business. I don't think there's anybody. <laughs> oh, in there well, be careful. To... Really? Okay, really? tell yeah. me more. 
Tell me more. So, um, for, well, for Twitter, I look at Twitter as just a place to put news updates. Don't put anything else on Twitter or they will come for you. Okay. Twitter's also not my favorite platform. Um, sorry, Twitter. It's, it's my boyfriend's though, but he likes it for the news and the sports. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you were into news and sports, guys, go hang out on Twitter. Otherwise, meh, wah, wah. Um, looking at TikTok, I think you have to look at TikTok a couple ways. First off, TikTok does the best for an ads platform because they're going to guarantee that it's shown to, I think the number is 500 million. I might be wrong. Hmm. Maybe it's 500,000. Don't quote me, everybody. I can look it up and get it to you. But you're guaranteed to have your ads seen that way. And there are more people who are not like teenagers in early 20s than you think. Another thing is I think, well, I think the reason we all think that is because that's a lot of what goes viral and that's okay. Um, It's, I've gotten so many incredible tips. There's this one gentleman who does like camera techniques with an iPhone and I can watch his videos for hours. hours. And he's on TikTok because it's a great place to do tutorials. And you also have to think of it this way. You have to think of, okay, where's my current customer right now? Maybe your current customer is on Pinterest and that's where you need to be right now. And you need to pull more people to your Pinterest, but you will get customers from the younger generation because they have to grow up. And so you kind of need to be where they are or somebody else is going to be where they Mm -hmm. are and they're going to pull them away from your business. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, where's my core customer? Well, you didn't invest in them. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be very mindful of like, where's my future customer and where's my current customer? And that those are the platforms you need to be at. And you have to be very, very diligent. And I know learning new platforms sucks. Trust me, we've all been there. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And then you just kind of move forward. I spoke yesterday um, to a bunch of high schoolers and I was like, yep, when I was in high school, my space and Facebook just became real and dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But I think about anybody younger than older than me. And they're like, yeah, uh, we don't know what social media was. Yeah. Pre-internet, post-internet. Some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. What uh, We promised we would talk about monetization. So we've got about five minutes left. I don't want to leave that out and have people come after me on social media because I left it out. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to cancel it? Hashtag? All right. So (laughs) the easiest, uh, fastest ways to monetize. Easiest, fastest ways to monetize are to get people off the platform as quick as possible and into your email list. And once you get them onto your email list, you better have a damn good welcome series. And that welcome series needs to be five emails long along the course of five days. And the very first one, you're going to set the stage. You're going to say, hey, you are going to get emailed over the course of five days. You have to think that there are three people in this world. Okay. There are people who think with their head. There are people who think with their gut instinct and there are people who think with their heart. The next three emails are going to really speak to those people. The first one you are going to, that next email is going to be sharing your struggle story. People who think with their head know that you were not perfect at this in the very beginning, because logically there's no way you could have been, didn't come out the womb, like great at social media. It probably didn't exist. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you're speaking to that person. You're sharing your story. You give them one call to action and that's hopefully another freebie or directing them somewhere else. If you haven't built up enough lead magnets, the third email is going to be sharing your why. 
Those are for the people who operate from their heart. They just need to know that um, you love them, that you love something bigger, that they're part of something bigger. So you're going to go into your deep why. And um, for me, that is a really hard story about losing my job over COVID and having to be there for my son. But that is my why. That is actually why my company is named after my son. So, you know, we got to dig deep. The fourth email, we're going to talk to those who operate with a gut instinct. And that means showing that you are the expert and that that's where we use testimonials. That's where we say I've been seen in. Um, That's where you're sharing a tangible takeaway that they can implement. And they're like, oh yeah, no, like they totally got this. And then the fifth email is your favorite email. Everybody, you get to sell something. You earned it. (laughs) And And it needs to be an entry-level product. You can't just come out the gate and be like, here is my uh, $1,500 course. Like it needs to be something that is attainable. I usually say a price point of about $47. If you are selling um, retail goods, make that like one of your best sellers, one of your core sellers. Um, Let's say you own a women's shop and you have this phenomenal legging. Like it's just going to be that phenomenal legging. But every single step of the way, you're giving them something. You're providing value. And then by that fifth one, you get to sell. And then they just stay in your email list. They trust you. They know you. And they're more likely to buy from you. Because the real reality, guys, is monetization has to be something you own. You do not own your followers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse. They can cut you off like that. Yep. Everybody remembers Vine. It disappeared in a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. What Vine. kind of tips, do's and don'ts can you give our folks on LinkedIn who are using that aggressively? <sighs> Other than the one we already covered about, you know, don't come right out of the gate selling as soon as you connect. Don't come right out the gate. Um, On LinkedIn, you need to show up every day and you need to interact like you would with friends and you need to interact with people who are in your space. So if I'm talking about social media, I'm going to make sure that I become really strong friends with others who are talking about social media on LinkedIn. And that way, when their stuff comes up, my stuff will start to get suggested, especially because we're talking to each other and sharing information between. You'll notice a lot when you go through your feed that you will see all the posts that have the most comments. So likes are cute and all. They're not going to get you anything on LinkedIn. You need to be actively speaking with people. And then you also need to be speaking with people who are in your same space because then the algorithm's going to start showing your stuff on other feeds because they understand that that is what you're into based on how your LinkedIn um, is put together. Also, you need to use every feature on your layout of LinkedIn. That means really utilize that upper banner. So many people just use a generic one, use it to tell your story. Make sure your picture is from a little bit below your shoulders and up We and like nothing in the background. Don't be messy. And from this decade. And from this decade, please. <laughs> like people need to know what Accurate your face Accurate hairlines. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Um, and use the featured areas where you can like upload the work that you've done. So people, you're actually showing your work. It's not just a resume that's black and white. You can really put your work in there and speak to it and start building your recommendations. Start giving recommendations, start receiving them. Because if somebody spent enough time on your LinkedIn profile and they've made it all the way to the bottom, that is just going to really show that you're the expert if other people are saying you're the expert. 
Social media is definitely one of those places where the, the phrase you have to give to get really applies. Oh, yeah. You got to be a big giver. Better find your a huge heart, be the Grinch at the end of the book and give. <laughs> last thing, last question before we wrap. Uh, biggest mistake you should avoid to blow yourself up or blow up your credibility or ruin your company? Um, just do your research, please. So many times people will just say something like off the cuff and they have nothing to back it up. There's no facts. There's nowhere to like be like, oh yeah, so-and-so did this um, study. You just say something crazy and then people call you out on it. But if somebody calls you out on something and you can back it up, a lot of times they back off. So just if you're having a bad day, don't open up your social media. Mm-hmm. Step one. And then step two, if you are going to say something, just make sure you can back it up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really admire the work that the social media person over at Wendy's does. All right. She's yeah, terrific you know, because she's entertaining and everything like that. But it can be very dangerous whether to be snarky because like you can come across as mean. I would think that that also could get you in trouble really quick. I think that there's only certain people who can do that because it's in their personality and you can appreciate it. But if that is not natural to you, don't do it. That's a great tip. Just, just don't do it. If it's not natural, if you're just trying to do it because you saw somebody else do it. Yikes. So be, be you. Be nice. Be you. Be authentic. Just show up as your authentic self. I'm somebody Beyonce, loves you for it. Right? You, you <laughs> no. said I'm Beyonce. <laughs> you are Beyonce. <laughs> so there is a there is a quiz, an assessment that you can do on, yep. on, on, on her website then. And it's like, and it'll tell you then what your social media personality is and also give you some tips on, on how to go about it. It's fun. So I did it. And I, that's how I got to be Beyonce, which is great. I'm excited. You want to know what? I'm Beyonce too. Yes. Oh, yes, you guys are. <laughs> Gray Digital Marketing, graydigitalmktg.com and MKTG Marketing Gray is the reverse for your Twitter. Raylan, this has been great. I think it's great information for everyone. If you would like to engage with her, um, could they, should they just tweet at you or I know you have a, you get know, a consultation on your website. Don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> you know, I just actually started a Facebook group that is like free information, just there to really support people who have these questions. Um, so if you just type in pineapple social tribe into your Facebook search bar. It'll pop up. You'll see me in a big poofy pink skirt with a pineapple. Can't miss it. Yeah. I actually signed up for that. I'm waiting approval. So would you just approve oh, me? Oh, I will approve this? you. <laughs> Would, wouldn't want to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Raylan. This is great. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.